Teresa Rhodes. Mary Susan, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Mommy Magic Podcast. I have to tell you, you're the most patient person in the world because I'm the most technologically challenged person. Um, Patience patience is a virtue that I have learned the older I've gotten. I love that. Well, let's get to it. I really appreciate it. Um, And I'm just going to start out telling a little bit about you because you blow me away. You are totally like, like one of the people that I admire the most and you truly are an expert at what you do. So here is a little bit about Teresa Rhodes. I'm not going to do it justice, but you are the executive director of Buckingham Foundation. You're so passionate about advocacy and deeply committed to helping found the foundation maximize its impact in the community. Uh, Teresa enthusiastically leads the foundation's philanthropic and strategic plans that result in meaningful work for the companies and communities that they serve. Teresa is a problem solver who is motivated by accomplishing tasks and accepting the next challenge. Under her leadership, teams and generous and passionate Buckingham employees who care deeply about their core values for the community um, are deeply involved and make a significant difference. And that is exactly what I have seen from you over the years. And you have mentored me through, um, I guess, opportunities that I wanted to make a significant difference in in, in various um, ways and, and communities. And you always seem to have the answers. Um, so thank you for being a guest on this podcast. Um, really, you inspire me beyond words. And what you do is so admirable. Uh, for the Buckingham Foundation and the countless people that you serve through making a difference. Um, Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about your story and how you got into such purposeful work? Well, I would be delighted to, and thank you so much for that kind invitation. Your words are, um, your words are so heartfelt and I just really appreciate that. And, and your friendship has certainly been something that I um, have treasured and, and believe me, it's a two way street. So Thank you. And one of my favorite topics, of course, to talk about is um, giving back to our community and and certainly how I uh, how I landed in this wonderful gig where I find myself now. Um, But I've been I've always been a big believer in to whom much is given, much is expected. And that I have found has served me well in guiding me in the different roles that I've had um, throughout my career. I started out after uh, after graduating from IU as a proud Hoosier, um, and I started out really in the area of criminal justice and worked for our uh, county prosecutor. And then um, when Steve Goldsmith became mayor, I worked for him for for two terms in the mayor's office. And that was a fantastic education, um, just really being able to deal with a variety of issues and, and constituents and people and problems and um, tackling challenges and all kinds of um, things and learn so much from from that experience and then had the great fortune to work with uh, Lacey Leadership Association and worked with a, a variety of different civic and business and community leaders and again just a wonderful experience I've I've had the good fortune and really been blessed to learn something from every one of my stops along the way and then for the past nine years have served as you said, as the executive director for Buckingham Foundation, we're the philanthropic partner of Buckingham Companies. And um, I have just, it's just been such a rewarding 
uh, career move. Like I said, I've been blessed, really unfortunate that I've learned something in every one of my stops. But this, um, but this opportunity to give back and really focus on philanthropy from a from a standpoint of time, talent, and treasure uh, with our with our employees and and what we do in the community, giving back not only through our grant making but also also our employee volunteerism has just it's been very very meaningful. Well, you have really literally led it all and done it all. I remember calling you about 10 months ago and I said I had had this feeling kind of put in like, you know, the inkling kind of tugging at your gut. Um, And I'll never forget sitting at church and I just kind of had this tug at my gut that I really needed and wanted and was felt led to start a food pantry for, um, an organization, a school that had um, students and families that were uh, food insecure. And I remember rolling around in bed for a couple of nights thinking, how do I do this? I don't even, I, I'm crazy. Like I, this is insane. Like I've never done anything like this before. And then I sat up in bed and I thought, Teresa Rhodes, I know she's <laughs> going to know the answer. And I called you and you so generously said, oh yeah, I have totally started a food pantry. Let me walk you through <laughs> how to do it. And then not only that, why don't you come visit it? And I'll show you how it actually operates and works. So you are like beyond the person I know that is making the difference. And you've done it in so many capacities, like you mentioned, and so many various avenues. Um, is there a is there an underlining theme or is there a thread that goes through all those different avenues that you mentioned that that a particular lesson that you have learned along the way? Well, I think one of the things that I've been very focused on, and it became very relevant earlier this year when um, when our organization, like many organizations and companies, had to figure out how do we pivot, how do we tweak during this time of COVID? What do we do to make sure that we can continue um, our services and continue giving back? And so I quickly adopted the, the mantra, do your part just do your part. And that would be something that I said to myself every day, but I also shared that with our team members because, you know, especially back in the beginning when all of this was hitting us in the March and April timeframes and, and into May, um, things felt like they were spiraling and, and it could be a little overwhelming if you were really trying to figure out, okay, what do I do about all of this? And what I kept assuring people uh, as we tweaked our giving and as we reacted and responded to some very uh, critically important um, needs in our community around food security and housing security, and as we made grants that we hadn't necessarily planned uh, on doing um, at that particular time, I just kept reminding myself and others, do your part. And that's what we really focused on. Okay, what was it that today or this week or this month or this quarter, what was it that I could do and and how could I um, make sure that we were being responsive, but still making it manageable by by doing our part? And I suppose that that's also, you know, when you talk about lessons, um, I've had the very good fortune to to uh, to have people who I love and admire and and have all shared their own particular philosophies with me and um, you know my dad my dear dad would always say don't take yourself too seriously and that was always his lesson to make sure that you stayed grounded and it's okay to be serious when it's appropriate but there's no need to take yourself yourself too seriously and then my dear mother would always remind me to be kind and that kindness does really count and kindness is 
is very important. And then my dear husband um, has always uh, would tell me from early on and has reminded me, you can sleep when you're dead. So I suppose if you take (laughs) those three very unique um, life lessons and learnings from three very important people and you put all of those together, you get that very unique motivation um, that has that has served Teresa Rhodes well and has kind of been my mantra and helped me um, develop my my philosophy of today. I love that. And having known your husband, Lance Road, that explains why Lance gets up at 4 a.m., right? <laughs> That's right. Well, there's a lot we can accomplish. So we just have to make sure that we're focused on accomplishments. And, you know, we can we can coast down the road. We can coast down the road. But let's focus on our accomplishments today. I love that. <laughs> what you can get done when it's still dark outside. That's right. That should be, his, that should be Lance's memoir. That's right. 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 <laughs> Um, well, you said so many, you said so many important things that I'd like to unpack a little bit because there were so many important lessons that have been obviously super influential and in not only your personal life, but your obviously your purposeful um, career, uh, uh, really making sure that people are partaking and giving what they can. And I, I really love the, the mantra, you know, um, do your part because during COVID especially, you can feel so overwhelmed that your part isn't enough. But collectively, when we come together, we've seen how that moves mountains and how that is a tremendous difference. But if we all just waited, um, it would it would never flow. It would never all come together and magically um, happen. So the first, what I hear you saying is the first big thing is just making the decision and taking the step just to do what you can and to do your part. And I love that as executive director of the Buckingham Foundation, that you are pulling all those parts together to collectively make an enormous difference uh, in the community. Um, So two kind of two lessons there that I that Mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Right. Um, and it really, you really do have like the world's best job. You're giving away money. I, how fun is I that? I really do have the, have the best job to the envy of my colleagues at Buckingham who will routinely tell me that I do have the best job in the whole company. And I tell them that that's true and not to get too excited because I'm not going anywhere right now. So don't get, star- <laughs> don't get stars in your eyes, but, um, I do, I, it's so gratifying, honest, you know, and seriously and honestly that they, put me in the position of trust that they do because our employees, um, many of them support Buckingham Foundation, not only with their time and their talent through our volunteering out in the community. And we do about 7,400 hours of, of giving back to our community each year, all of our employees across nine different states um, with their employee or with their volunteering that they do on our various projects that we plan and coordinate, but we also provide volunteer time off hours to encourage people to to go out and volunteer on things that they're passionate about. So, you know, that's certainly a way that we're able to give back in a very hands-on way with our time and our talent. But our employees also support Buckingham Foundation with their treasure. Um, those three T's are very important to any nonprofit organization. And, and so our employees are able to support the work of Buckingham Foundation through um, pledges that they're able to do on a on on a every other week basis or a monthly basis, however they're interested in doing that, and then all of the employee contributions are matched 100 percent 
by our president and CEO, Brad Chambers, and his wife, Carol. They just believe so much in what we're doing and, and in the power of giving back that they, uh, that they match our employee contributions. So an employee feels very proud when they're, when they're contributing and they know that their impact is, is automatically doubled. But, you know, what, what a thrill it is to me um, an honor that, that the folks that I work with trust in me to be a good steward of making these decisions and interacting with the nonprofits, um, you know, that we support and making sure that our, our grant dollars are, are being well spent. Um, I, I just really appreciate their, uh, you know, their faith in me to make sure that I'm doing a good job of that. And, you know, it was interesting when you were talking, when we were talking about doing our part and, and so many times my job is indeed putting the pieces together and a, and a fantastic example that I'm very proud of is that, you know, Again, when COVID hit and we were looking at how did we need to pivot, um, there was obviously a great need for um, meals, foods. And when schools started to close down, and, and you and I have talked about this with your um, with your interaction with the food pantry and, and ours as well with our Buckingham Food Pantry, when schools closed down, that means that we might have a lot of hungry kiddos who were otherwise getting their food out of school. And so Buckingham Foundation was able to partner with both Second Helpings and Gleaners on different initiatives to help make sure that we were ramping, helping them ramp up their food production and getting those meals to families that needed it. And in a very unique program, um, because we have a partnership with the Alexander Hotel in downtown Indianapolis, we were able to use that kitchen there and our staff there, our team of wonderful, talented uh, folks there who love to cook and feed people to um, establish them as a satellite kitchen for second helping. So in kind of a three-way partnership, Buckingham Foundation and our and our friends at the Alexander and then Second Helpings were making meals and, and delivering those out into the community as um, Second Helpings looked at how they had to really increase the way that they gave back to the community. And then we were also able to position the hotel as a place where first responders and our and our medical, you know, our super medical heroes who were working all kinds of demanding shifts, and then many of them did not want to go home in case they may have someone at home who was immunocompromised and, and didn't want to take any chances. So we, again, because of our partnership and just being creative and thinking, okay, what's our part that we can do? We were able to establish um, free hotel room nights for these uh, first line responders and, and our healthcare heroes. And we were able to cover the cost of that just a, again, as a way to give back to them and, and thank them. So, you know, you don't always, those aren't always things that are on your strategic plan and you think, oh, this is what we'll do. And this is the program that we'll implement. And, and these are the kind of grants that we'll give. But when you can tweak and pivot and uh, Buckingham has a very entrepreneurial culture and so that certainly impacts the way that we um, the way that we roll at the foundation as well. That's really remarkable. And like you said, uh, it wasn't part of your strategic plan. But when something like COVID uh, comes up, you, the importance of uh, being able to pivot and fit the need is what I really admire. One of the most things I admire most about you, uh, to be honest, because it rather than you know, this was the plan. This is what we were supposed to do. I think that that is really a lesson for all of us just in, in life that nothing's going to go as planned. Um, you have to be able to uh, see the bigger picture. And when you focus on the things you talked about, kindness and doing your part, it makes it easier to make those changes faster because guess what? It's not about you. It's about helping those who are in need, which has literally, you know, 
very little, it should have very little ego involved for those of us who, who give and find philanthropy uh, to be of importance. So I, that's really phenomenal. And um, I mean, you know, so many, so many things you have said are, are resonating and the importance of the ripple effect when you walk through that your employees are not only giving their time you know, and talent, but their treasure to support it as well is, is uh, really a testimony to the work you all are doing. And then what I really love about it is not only the people that obviously that are in need that, that you all are responding to, but the families that they're going home um, and sharing this information with their husband, their wife, their children, who they are involving in the the process. I mean, then it, then it trains a whole nother um, generation of people when they're going home to their families and saying, look, this is of importance and of value and a priority with my company. I just think that's beautiful. I mean, it's happening on both ends and I really see nothing more um, beautiful. And that's really true to me. The true meaning of philanthropy is changing lives on both ends. Um, and, you know, with that, to kind of touch base on that, I know typically pre-COVID, Buckingham Foundation this time of year usually does a day of giving. Yes. What does that look like to you all um, in the midst of COVID currently? Well, you're hitting all the high marks um, to, to when you were talking about making sure that we're impacting our families and, and this next generation of philanthropic leaders to make sure that they know the importance. And that is something that we take seriously um, at Buckingham, and and you know we we're a small and my, mighty team. Um, I'm the I'm the only actual full time employee of the foundation, but we have about 400 uh, very enthusiastic um, and avid ambassadors and and volunteers in our company who who also can tell the tale of Buckingham Foundation and why the work that we do is important. But but we were able to um, we actually just completed our day of service last week. And we gave it a lot of thought, again, knowing that we had to do things differently this year and wanting people to be safe and be healthy and be comfortable with how they were volunteering. And in years past, we've all been able to get together and close all of our offices across our different states and our portfolio and go out and volunteer. Well, what we decided to do this year was still have our day of service because that has become a very important component um, to our team members. And that is something that we rally around. And actually one of the, the, the core pillars, the core values of Buckingham companies is indeed community involvement. And, and this is a way that we show that and give back. So we, uh, again, going back to the, the, uh, the concept of being flexible and adapting, we, uh, we adopted random acts of kindness as our theme for this year's day of service. And so we worked with all of our team members and said, okay, still doing day of service, but it will look a little differently. Um, this year we're doing random acts of kindness. And so we want you to volunteer how you are most comfortable doing that. And it was a huge success because people were very creative and they owned what their ideas were and they were passionate about what they came up with. So we did still have some wonderful group projects where people were, were all um, masked up in their brand new, beautiful Buckingham Foundation masks <laughs> that they got for the day. Awesome. So, um, awesome. So we were all masked up and we, you know, socially distanced and we had a lot of our projects that were taking place outside and it was a beautiful day. So we had people doing group projects for the Girl Scouts of Central Indiana and Morning Dove, Horizon House, Westminster Neighborhood Services, um, just to name a few. And then we had some people who were doing individual projects where 
they were um, uh, doing Kindness Rocks. There's a there's a, an organization called Kindness Rocks where you can paint and create um, rocks with beautiful sayings on them. And one of our fantastic employees did that and got that uh, to the assisted living facility where her mom currently resides. And she passed all of those out so that all of those um, residents could have a Kindness Rock. And we had people get together in very small groups, but still pretty powerful and they prepared um, lunch or treats for sometimes law enforcement officers or um, firefighters or nurses again in a in a hospital or an assisted living facility but we just had this myriad of approaches to our day of service this year all built around the theme of um, random acts of kindness and what would that look like and how were people giving back and and of course we also had some some of our groups and individuals were focused on showing kindness to our four-legged friends. So volunteering with a humane society or an association or out in a park and, and cleaning up green spaces. I mean, it was just, we just had such an array of different approaches and our team members loved it because even, you know, even though things are different, we were still able to make sure that we gave back to our community that way. I love that. And I think that, you know, one of the, the, you know, if medicine is the right word during COVID, I'm not sure, but one of the mental health uh, medicines that I have found to be at any portion of my life, any part of my life, when I'm struggling, or when I'm, um, you know, just really down or having trouble kind of moving through, if I can just find a way to give back, and get out of my own way and not worry about my own problem for a day, a minute, five minutes, uh, a drive-through where I pay for somebody else, uh, you know, in back of me. If you can just, you know, really focus on um, making a difference to somebody else, it is literally the best medicine for one's own heart, one's own mind. Um, and I just have really found that, I mean, you're, you're a perfect example of making it um, strategic, a part of people's, you know, uh, daily lives, but just in the midst of COVID, when we all feel like, I don't know, can I really make a difference? The truth is it's not just for them. It, it does something for you too, right? Well, sure. Absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day, really, and, and I guess this is another overarching theme for me, but at the end of the day, I think I just have to be focused on how can I inspire someone else? I mean, it's all about inspiring others. Um, whether that's to, you know, to follow you in a volunteer project or to follow you in giving back to the community or to follow you on and just being kind and showing those acts of kindness. So, I mean, I'm, and you were kind to say that I, that, that I had been, you know, able to mentor you. And that's one of the things that I get great joy and satisfaction from is being able to coach and mentor folks and, and help them along the way with just some, just some observations and, and suggestions, but it's really all about inspiring others and, you know, you have to take a step back sometimes and say, okay, so when this is all said and done, what will my legacy be? I mean, if you're just doing something for yourself and keeping it to yourself, that doesn't do a whole lot. Um, no. But if you're able right. to inspire others, even in any small way, or if you're able to, to, to be able to have a good answer to that question of, well, what is my legacy and what will I be leaving behind? And, you know, what uh, we both have daughters and what will we have passed on to our daughters and what will we have taught our daughters um, that's important and how will we have shared that again going back to this next generation of leaders that's the stuff that's really important at the end of the day. I totally agree with you and I think that's probably why our 
families mesh so well. We do have good senses of humor. I do like to laugh and you do too. And God knows that your daughter is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Um, so we do have a good time. It's not all like, you know, um, plotting to save the world. Although that's what I, one of the things yes. that I, I admire most about you um, is that you always have that as your moral compass. Um, but we do have a lot of fun um, as well. We but, you know, kind of taking on that, you know, you had mentioned about the people that had influence over your life. You talked about your mom and your dad and, and um, you know, your husband and, and kind of their, their tidbits of advice. You know, if you had to have one piece of advice to share, you know, I'm even going to say, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? Oh, boy. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is use eye cream. I sure wish I'd been doing that. <laughs> I wish I'd started doing that a lot earlier um, <laughs> than, than I did. So that's a, a very tangible um, and tactical one. That is. That be, you could do that on Amazon right as we're talking. Right now. Right, right now. No, right. I, think it's, um, be, I think it's be true to yourself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned earlier that you, you were thinking about, I think it was when you were wrestling with the food pantry and your gut was, you, you had this gut reaction or your gut was talking to you and um, never ignore that, you know, and, and that is something that I've shared with my daughter and, and with others is that you have to be true to yourself. You have to listen to yourself. You are your best advocate for yourself. Um, and so trust those gut judgments and, and, and just be true to yourself and, um, People will fall in line around you. you. You don't need to fake it. You don't need to be something that you're not. Um, have your own leadership style. Everybody's leadership style is different. So just make sure that yours is true to yourself and that you're leading uh, from a place of pride and, and from a place of comfort. And just, you know, be comfortable in your own skin because th- oh, th- those things yes. are so important. Um, and probably it would have been that kind of advice that I would have shared with my younger self. I'm never, I'm never short in my um, in my advice, uh, session. So I probably would have had a long, long talk with myself <laughs> and would have thought of a lot more things to share, but, but they would all probably revolve around that. I love that. And I totally agree with you. <laughs> Run your own race. I wish I would have learned that a lot earlier. Yes. Um, you know, comparison is like, uh-huh. no, forget about right. it. Um, and that funny how we learn that with age and then sooner or later you get to the age where we are and you're like, I can't even believe that I fell for all that in my twenties <laughs> and thirties. What a sham. But, um, all that being said, okay. So do you particular have a, do you have a, um, a saying, a quote, a, a, a motto, something that, I mean, you've given so many great, thoughtful, fruitful, um, advice and insight and feedback through this podcast, which I'm so grateful for, but do you have that one thing that you keep like on, you know, your, you know, I, I hate to say it, like, but when you get your fortune cookie mm-hmm. and you put, take out the little, the little, uh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly how I feel. That's my fortune. Yeah. What would, what would your fortune cookie slip say? Oh gosh. I think I do feel like I've given you some nuggets today. Um, I probably, it would be along the lines of, you know, keep going, you're, you're so much stronger and tougher than, than maybe you ever thought. And that is, um, in times of of adversity or just even, you know, some days are better than others. Or, or if you're just thinking, where do I start on, I'm big on problem solving. So where do I start trying to tackle this situation and how do I problem solve? You know, you just forward momentum is very important. Keep going. You're, you're tougher than you thought. There's not been a day in your past that's gotten the better of you. Um, keep looking forward because that's the direction in which we're headed. And um, probably those are the type of things that, that, that would be on my fortune cookie. 
You are. You're such a good problem solver. And I do think that problem solving is a little bit of a different tint um, than fixing stuff because, you know, like you can come at anything with a hammer and just, uh, you know, start, start slashing away at it. But the problem solving, it takes finesse. It takes um, insight. It takes awareness. And uh, I totally see you as one of the world's best problem solvers and that you lead people um, through the problem solving, which is really the magic of it. Well, all, you right? are, you are so. very kind. Um, it's, it hasn't always been smooth, but with, <laughs> a, with age comes wisdom. Uh, we're not, we're not older. We're just seasoned. And so we right. learn a lot of things along, along the way. And, um, and it all goes to serving us well. Well, I really, you, you're absolutely right. Couldn't agree with you more. And you've been super supportive. As you know, I wrote a little book for my daughter's um, life's little guidebook. It, it kind of came as an inspiration since my dad passed away uh, when I was younger of, of if I could leave, if I had to leave a roadmap to my girls, these are the things I would want them to visit back through um, upon my, my moving on or, you know, whatever that looked like. Um, but I always wish that there would have been um, kind of a, a roadmap of, of things that I felt to be important. So that really is what led me to write um, the little book I did, which the podcast is based mm-hmm. off of, which brings me to my last question. Okay. Um, life's little guidebook tips for leading a meaningful life, uh, is the name of the book. And I'm going to end with, if you had to give one word to what you think, when it, what, and I, I know you probably think this as being, um, in line one with another, but you had mentioned legacy mm-hmm. for wanting to, to be remembered by, but if you had to put one word to what you think the meaning of life is, what would that be? I would say be intentional. Well, that's beautiful. Be intentional. And with intentionality, intentionality, that leads you to having a very thoughtful life, which ultimately leads you to leaving a very beautiful, purposeful legacy. I hope so. I hope and so. And that's what I see in you and most definitely um, your daughter. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your wisdom, your insight, um, your thoughtfulness. You are one of the kindest people I know and um, beyond grateful uh, for your expertise and and sharing all your, like you said, the nuggets um, are just plentiful and I could talk to you forever and ever, but I know you probably have a life to live. (laughs) Well, you are too kind. I have enjoyed um, this conversation with you just like I enjoy every conversation with you and, and sharing uh, some of these thoughts and having our conversation today has, has warmed my heart and made me smile. And I appreciate you. Oh, great. Grateful, grateful. Teresa Rhodes, executor, executive director of Buckingham Foundation. You can find them online, see all the great works they're doing, see how she can inspire you to go out into your community and do your part and make a difference. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Mary Susan. Bye. Bye.